Welcome, Tribe. You are listening to the High Order Podcast, and I'm your host, Andrew Petrulis. This podcast is brought to you by CrossFit High Order, an all-inclusive fitness facility that focuses on empowering the mindset through movement. CrossFit High Order offers group classes, personal training, nutritional guidance, and massage. Head over to CrossFitHighArder.com and book your first step consult today. We're going to dive into nutrition today, and I'm super happy to have Nadine Lisowitz here with me, and she's going to talk a little bit about her kind of path through fitness, through nutrition, and also battling eating disorders. So welcome, Nadine, to the show. Thank you for showing up. Yeah. I don't think I murdered your last name uh, that bad after practicing four or five times, right? <laughs> It was kind of close. It was close. Uh, so say it for me. <laughs> Lissowitz. Lissowitz. Okay. Sooner or later. I've known you for, what, three, four years, and I still uh, can't get that right. Uh, but uh, for everybody out there, just give a little intro and kind of explain uh, your background and uh, who you are. All right. Um, hey, guys. I'm Nadine. Um, I am a head coach at CrossFit High Order, and I got my bachelor's in exercise science from Eastern Connecticut State University. Um, I've lived in East Haddam most of my life. I played softball for like five, six years when I was younger. I was pretty competitive with it. Um, when I got to college, it's more when I got into fitness, I started doing some bodybuilding stuff more on my own. Um, and then when I graduated, I kind of got into CrossFit and that's kind of how I ended up here. Heck yeah. And we were so grateful to have you here. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I know I am. So nutrition, uh, you know, we were talking a lot about you know, in the past couple of podcasts about accomplishing like big goals and more towards the actual physical fitness part of it. But nutrition is a huge part of that. You know, I think it plays a big role of taking you from good to great. And it also kind of keeps that mindset of being positive when we eat healthy and we're just more conscious of our nutrition. When was nutrition kind of one of those things that uh, played a role in your life? Um, like like negative, like negatively, is that kind of what you're talking about? Well, like, yeah, we can go even negatively. Like, yeah, when when did when did nutrition pop into your brain that it was something that whether it was positive or negative that you had to deal with? You know, for most people, we we go through life and we eat bad and we can get away with it when we're like younger, you know, the teens and in early twenties. And then we start feeling like junk. And especially when we start getting into that fitness aspect, we're like, Hey, you know, maybe if I did clean up my diet, I'd start feeling healthy. But for you, it's slightly different, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say like, probably like, I mean, I always really liked food when I was, since I was younger, I just like loved food. I loved to eat and stuff like that. And, um, it was more, the nutrition part kind of came in when um, I'd say probably more like high school is kind of when I started to kind of more have an, more have like an issue with it. A lot of my friends were just like smaller than I was. And so I'd go through phases where I'd be like, I'm going to be on a diet. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to eat this, this and this. And I'm going to be on a diet and I never really stuck, but I, I never took it too far. Um, like took it as in like actually focusing on doing that diet. Like or, I would, I would, or, di I would diet for maybe like like two weeks, and then I'd kind of just be like, uh, and it just kind of fall off. But I didn't really take it to heart or take it too seriously. And um, you and you were dieting because you had friends who were smaller than yeah, those. and I wanted to like lose some weight and stuff like that. Um, and when you say so, just so people can have an idea, like when you're going through high school, were you overweight uh, in the terms of what society claims is overweight? Uh, were you obese? Or is it just kind of that you didn't feel, you didn't feel that way or, you it know. It was more just, I just didn't feel comfortable. Like I just wanted to be like lean. I'm very much a perfectionist. So like small little things, if I have like a little more body fat or whatever, and then I'm like, nope, nope, that's not good for me. Um, so I'm very much like a perfectionist and I wanted to basically like look like the perfect person. So that's more of where that came in. I wasn't overweight. And what would you say, like, you're incredibly fit, you know, without a doubt, probably one of the fittest people in our facility and without a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, when, like, when you were back in high school, what was your, what would you estimate that your body fat percentage was at? It's probably around, like, between 20, like, 22, 23, somewhere around there. Like, what is, like, So a normal, average, like, a really healthy, yeah. so on average, yeah, like a healthy body fat percentage for a woman yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. 
And even for a guy, actually, that's, that's you know, 20% would be good for a guy in general. Yeah. Um, okay, so you had some friends that look smaller than you. So you said, hey, you know, maybe I want to try some dieting to try and lean out, right? Yeah. And when did that become, well, maybe this is not good. Maybe when did you start, you know, and I don't, I don't know that process. And that's mm -hmm. why, like, some of these questions are just slightly, you know, I'm still trying to think of them in yeah. the sense of as, you know, you provide a little bit more information. When when after dieting for a couple of weeks and then you're going on and off, uh, when did you feel like it was more than just, Hey, I need to diet and started like affecting you and, and more of a negatively day-to-day -day basis? Um, well, actually I remember like this exact moment. So I was at a, uh, fire that one of my friends had and I think I, I ate like a bunch of like marshmallows and stuff like that. And I remember I got in my car and I was just like so upset with myself that I ate like, X number of like marshmallows. It doesn't sound like a big thing, but I like took it so seriously. So after that, I was like, I'm going to diet. I'm going to like lose weight. I'm going to eat better. And it all started off just like, I'm going to eat better, which a lot of like eating disorders and stuff, they typically start off like, I'm going to eat better. Just like a lot of them, it's just like a desire just to like either lose weight or eat better. And then it just like propels into this big, big thing. Um, but I was like, I'm going to eat better. It wasn't I'm going to like stop eating or I'm going to like lose X amount of weight is I'm going to not eat this, this and this. So after that, I kind of like started like slowly taking different foods out and stuff like that and being like, I'm not going to eat this. Or if I went out, I was like, I'm not going to eat this. And then it just got to the point maybe probably over the course of like it probably took like two years until I got like really like knee deep in it where I was like, oh, my God, this is a problem. And that was probably my sophomore year of college. It probably started around my senior year of high school. At the end of my senior year, it took until my sophomore year of college to realize that it was actually a problem. So, were you removing specific foods? Were you like cutting down your portion sizes um, when this was all happening? What extent was that, or that you're dealing with this? Um, I was cutting out certain foods. I was definitely like decreasing my portion sizes. I was trying to increase time between meals and stuff like that. Like after I would work out, I would either like eat something really, really small. Like literally like I would have a salad with dressing, like leaves and dressing. That's all I would have. And, um, and then I would try and like be like, I'm going to wait until this time to eat something else. I can't eat anything until this time. And then it would again be something small, like literally like a handful of nuts or like like a piece of chicken or like I'd have like soup, anything that seemed like super small. Um, so like I was like, it was more like the generic, like healthy foods is what I was eating and anything that wasn't a quote healthy food, I wouldn't eat. So I wouldn't have like bread. I wouldn't have like cereal. And if I had like anything, it had to be like non-fat, low calorie, like right on the label, whatever it was, or it had to be like non-fat, like cheese or stuff like that. Um, so it was basically, I like anything that had like fat, I wouldn't eat anything that had like high carb. Like I wouldn't eat like potatoes. I wouldn't eat like stuff like that. Um, and then I would like literally after this was a big, like red flag. I kind of realized was after every meal I would weigh myself. So I was weighing myself like five, six times a day at one point after every meal. Were you, did you have a, you know, you initially said you didn't have a set weight you wanted to get down to. Yeah. Did you ever have a set goal or was it always just that mindset of I'm not lean enough, I'm not lean enough, I'm not lean enough? Like, was there ever going, did you ever think of an ending point of that, of like a time that you'd be happy or was it like you got to that goal that you wanted to and then you'd kind of remove a more, a couple more pounds or what was it? Yeah, it was like, so I never had like a set goal going into anything. It would be more of like a fear of gaining weight back. So I would try and lose more. So then I couldn't gain it back. So like once I kind of like got down to like a certain weight, I'd be like, oh my God, I can't put on any weight. So I'm like, I would just kind of like eat less and less kind of as like, like just a precaution. So I didn't put on weight. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like if I got down to, if I lost like five pounds, I would be like, too scared to put on the five pounds more, like put the five pounds back on or even put like one pound back on. If I saw that I was one pound more later in the day, I would try and eat less. So then I would like weigh less, either what I thought I was supposed to weigh or less than that. So you're here, you are going for your exercise science degree and you're obviously working out, right? Mm -hmm. 
you're working out, you're trying to eat less and less. How is that affecting the rest of your life? And, and you know, how is that affecting your, your, your studies? How is it affecting what you do? I mean, your energy level has to be kind of shot. I mean, yeah. and especially with no fats or minimum fats, we're talking about your, your brain function is going to be reduced. Like, mm-hmm. did you feel any of those effects of really cutting that food down? And did you ever tie it to nutrition or was it kind of like, this is the way it is because I have to do this or. Um, well, my energy, my, yeah, my energy like dropped like a lot. I remember I was like on like doctor's appointments. And I was like, I have no energy. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Something's wrong with me. Not being like, it's, I'm not eating enough. I was like, maybe I'm not getting enough sleep or like, maybe it's just cause I'm exercising a lot. Like I didn't like think, oh, maybe it's cause I'm not eating enough because I was never like, like the, the image or like the definition of like, of like anorexic or like eating disorder. So I was like, it's almost like when you have like an eating disorder, you almost think like, I'm not like sick enough. So like you do like, you keep doing what you're doing because like you're like, no, no, I'm fine. It's not like textbook definition of it. So like my energy isn't low because I'm not eating enough enough. Like I like don't feel like this, like because I'm not eating enough and stuff like that. Like you don't kind of like attribute those things to that because if you're not whatever they call like is sick, then you don't have a problem. And in general, when somebody looks at you, you have muscle, like you have very defined arms, shoulders, um, legs, like your, your body is very quote unquote chiseled in the aspect of, mm-hmm. of fitness. So, so when people look at you and I guess that sick look is what you're saying, you know, you're not looking frail and disheveled mm-hmm. and like your bones are popping out everywhere yeah, yeah. and you know the, the the absolute extreme of anorexia right mm-hmm. the, the absolute extreme mm-hmm. of it so you don't look that way mm-hmm. so do your friends or does anyone know that you're you're dealing with this at all Did, was this kind of like a little internal battle was this something that you opened up to people one or two friends or was this a totally like closet thing that you were you were going through like many eating disorders um i had like i had one friend um and we kind of like went through like similar things at the same time so we would kind of like talk to each other and try and like help each other out and stuff like that and like we at least be there to talk to each other about it like we were both struggling to deal with it ourselves so we couldn't we like it was hard to help each other out because we didn't know how to help ourselves out um but like So, like, I would talk to her about it, um, but for the most part, like, I didn't really talk to really anyone. If I, like, mentioned anything to someone, they were, like, they were, like, oh, that's stupid. You don't have, like, an eating disorder. Like, you don't have a problem. And they were, like, oh, no, you're not, like, you're not small enough. Like, you're fine type of thing. And so me hearing that, I'm, like, okay, no, I'm fine. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Like. Which is ultimately – making your eating Which disorder worse, worse. Yeah, because it's just, like, it's just you're feeding are, on it. You're feeding yeah. on it. Yeah. So the opportunity that you do try to, you know, those times where you are technically asking for help in the sense of like opening up that little bit, mm-hmm. when you open up, someone's there to be like, no, nope, you don't have a problem. Yep. You look great. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's just spiraling your eating disorder down. Yeah. Yeah. Further and further. Or this is another thing too. When like someone is like, like struggling with like any like type of like restrictive eating disorder and they lose weight the amount of times I got after I lost like weight people are like oh my god you look so good and in my head I'm like okay cool can't stop doing what I'm doing I have to keep doing this and then that fuels like that you got to eat less because if you gain weight people will say you don't look good anymore people won't tell you this anymore so like that's another thing too it's like even if people people can say like nope like you're fine or people will say like wow, keep doing what you're doing. You look really good. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't stop what I'm doing. I have to keep doing this. So did you ever, I, I mean, in my mind, if, if I was doing that for so long and even just going through diets and being very strict with when I go through diets, I always have that end point for me. And mm-hmm. I say, you know, sometimes it ends a little bit early. Sometimes I go a little bit longer, but throughout that, I know that, Hey, you know, at this point, I'm going to be able to enjoy something that I want. Did you have those days where you couldn't follow those days? And what did that do to your mindset or, you know, the way you feel in, in general? Like, did you have days that you fell off and just ended up, you know, eating whatever you wanted or, or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for a while I wouldn't like deviate from anything. So this was this like, like a long time, maybe like probably like, like, 
over, I don't know if it was like, I wouldn't say like a year, maybe a year or so that I didn't really deviate from anything. Um, that I was like, I'm going to stay on this. I'm not eating this, this, and this, because in my head I was like, can't eat that. So if I went out like to like any type of like family function, anything like that, or like my friends would like would go out for like ice cream, like I would like either not get ice cream or if they went for like frozen yogurt, I would go get like whatever type of like healthy variation I could get that was like the smallest cup and whatever. So I like didn't necessarily deviate from where what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but there were once I started to, I would say like my junior year of college, I kind of started to let myself eat like more like just regular like foods and stuff like that. I was like living on campus and stuff like that. So I was like, I can eat other things. I'll be a little bit more lenient with myself. And then once I kind of started doing that, there were certain days where I would like kind of have like almost like a cheat meal and it would turn into like an all out like binge eating, which is just basically when you just like, just like over, just like not, it's not necessarily even overeating. It's like, it is overeating, but it's a very mental thing where you just like, you feel totally out of control. So it's not like typical, I'm just like you ate more than normal. It's a, I feel completely out of control. I'm not in control of myself type of feeling. And then that's what it would kind of turn into because in my head I was like, oh my God, oh my God, freaking out that I couldn't eat this, this, and this. And then I would just go on autopilot and eat all of it. Cause I was like, well, it's all, all over now, basically, if I would eat something off, does that make sense? Oh yeah. Wow. That's gotta be tough to deal with. So you know, I feel that you, especially on social media in the past years, have always opened up here and there about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been a person that said, hey, you know, if you need help, don't be afraid to reach out. You know, we have to break the stigma. How did you how did you get over that? How did you work your mindset to be strong enough to, you know, deal with uh, deal with that? Um. I think once I think I kind of realized that that kind of it was just almost kind of just like it hit me one day where I was like, I think I'm making this worse by not talking to anyone about it Um, and seeing different things on social media, on like Facebook, following different accounts or other people that were kind of struggling with the same thing. It kind of helped me be able to be to kind of accept where I was and then kind of progress in more of that like recovery process toward like a healthier relationship with myself and then with food and actually like getting help with it. So I kind of was like, if other people um, were able to help me through like what they were posting and stuff, maybe I can help other people too by posting different things and just talking about it. And I realized that a lot of people have disordered issues with like food. A lot of people have disordered thought patterns or just behaviors with food and stuff like that. And they don't talk about it. So I think it's helpful to kind of like be able to open up to other people. And then if they have the same type of issues, they can just do things to, to kind of start that recovery process for themselves too. So in terms like I, I, I'm a person who is so like anti-social media, which is Mm -hmm. ironic Mm -hmm. because I know this is social media (laughs) and I have a business, which, you know, while marketing social media now, but uh, in general, I I try to stay far away from it because I feel like it's very toxic, but you're showing that opposite side of what social media can do, which I think is important too. Mm -hmm. I think you're showing that the aspect that, you know, for a person who deals with something internally afraid to speak up and the few times that you do, somebody is there to tell you that you're okay which is making your eating disorder worse, it allowed you to kind of find that help internally, right? Like yeah, by, by yeah. seeing other people out there and knowing that there's information out there and other people are going through that, you don't have to open up to those people that you see every single day mm-hmm. and be like, hey guys, you know, I can't eat with you guys because of this or I can't do this and this. It allowed that kind of that, that time for you to try and figure that out. You know, yeah. and I feel like that was pretty much done internally, right? That was mm-hmm. pretty much you being honest with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. being like, hey, this is actually is a problem. I have proof because all these other people are kind of going through the same thing. I'm aligning my views of food with that. You mm-hmm. know, does, does that sound right? Yeah. So like also just like to kind of add on to that too, like like I know like social media can obviously be like harmful in certain ways, but that is something that actually really helped me kind of like 
get better and almost use as an outlet to talk to other people and kind of just monitor myself through that like recovery process. I made an Instagram in college and I would just like, I would post the food that I was eating and I would post like, like basically like different things. If I like felt like one thing about food or felt, or like I would post and kind of talk about my thought process through eating different things and stuff like that. And that one helped me process my thought, my thoughts a lot better and just keep like a more positive outlook on different things. And I think there were like other people that I didn't even know that would go and follow my account. I would go follow their account and then we'd end up talking about different things and it just kind of turned into a whole support system of people that I didn't even know, but we were all dealing with the same thing. So that's something that actually kind of helped me a lot. And that's, I think like the more like positive parts of social media too. So not only did you like obviously use social media to help you, you out and, and find that strength, but do you believe that, you know, you'd be able to do that years before you were ready? Like, would you think that, you know, in senior year of high school or even freshman year of college or something like that, that you had been able to handle your eating disorder as well as you do today? Absolutely not. No. So, like, so social media helped you. What else? Did, did anything else that changed in your life with, you know, well, <laughs> we got that timer kicking on. Sorry about that. <laughs> no one's actually working out. Um, was there something that I was like, like what I like to say is, is uh, I guess what I'm kind of leading is in the sense of, you know, you talked about like finding yourself a little bit, but uh, you know, I always think that we make change when we can be honest with ourselves mm-hmm. so when we can kind of look into our mindset. And, you know, for me going through war and, dealing on, you know, five different deployments and a lot of stuff happened as a bomb tech. I kept on myself internally. I would eat myself up alive. I would never show that emotion. Um, and then the few times I would go see a therapist, I'd blame the therapist because Mm -hmm. they couldn't give me that plan. Mm -hmm. They couldn't give me a plan that said, this is how it's going to make you, you know, be able to socialize in public. This is a plan that's going to allow you to not like jump when you hear a loud noise. Um, that's what I was always looking for. And that was never provided. And, you know, I found my way out of that stuff just by spending years of internally thinking and being with myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like being an eating disorder, you spend a lot of time being with yourself Mm -hmm. and you kind of have two paths. You have the path of continuing what you're doing or that path of like, this isn't healthy and I need to do something, but what can I do? Mm -hmm. Like, did you see like a a time in that change? You know, obviously that social media is a big thing, but obviously it wasn't social media that changed you because I could look at as many social media posts as I want and it's not going to change what I do on a day to day basis. Yeah. Like what was that first step that you like after seeing these posts and talking with a couple people, uh, was there a step you took before opening up to social media and saying, Hey, you know, I, deal with food in this way and I'm just going to kind of be myself. Do you, was there ever a point that you realized, Hey, you know, I'm going to change this. Um, I think I just realized that I just wasn't happy. And I was like, I was like losing like X amount of weight is never going to make me happier. I kind of just realized that I was like, I got as lean as I wanted and I wasn't any happier. And then I started to, um, I started like getting into fitness and stuff and I put on like a little bit of muscle, but I still wasn't happy. So I was like, I'm obviously doing something where I'm just not happy. I'm not happy with myself. I can get strong. I can like look different in all these different ways, but I'm obviously doing something that isn't right because I'm still not happy. So there was um, one summer that I was home from school and I just kind of made that commitment for that summer. I was like, I'm going to like develop these like different, just like daily habits and stuff. And I'm going to just like learn how to just like like myself better And because I was like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So I would kind of make a point to just like move as much as I could, not because I needed to like, like lose weight or anything like that. It was just, it just made me feel better. So I was just like, I kind of thought about the different things that made me just feel good. And because like, if you just feel good, you're, you're going to feel better about yourself. If you do the things that you like to do because you like to do them or you eat food because it makes you feel good not because you have to eat like this, this, and this. And I think I just kind of came to a point where where I realized that. And so what I would do 
that summer was I would get up super early because I realized that I liked getting up early. It made me feel productive. So I'd get up early and I would go for a walk either by myself or I would like go with my dog. If I went by myself, I would like put on like a podcast or like put on like some cool music that I really liked. And that was just kind of like myself. It was more like a meditative like time for myself where I was just very relaxed. And so I would do that kind of like to start my day a lot. And then I would go to the gym and then I'd like do whatever. Like I liked doing a bodybuilding split at that time. So I would do that. And, um, and I realized that like, I liked doing kind of like cardio, not like to lose weight, but because it kind of gave me just like that happy feeling after. So I did that because I like to do it again, not because I felt like I had to do it. And that kind of just shifted my mindset a lot. And that really helped me kind of have a better relationship with, um, with like just exercise too, because I wasn't doing exercise anymore to lose weight or to kind of fuel that like eating disorder. Um, you're doing it for you because for you wanted yeah. to, because you enjoyed yeah. it, not because, and yeah. So instead of yeah. doing it for, for your, for food, you were doing it for yourself because you realize yeah. that is something I love doing and I'm not taking away what I enjoy doing because I'm trying to lose weight. I'm yeah. going to continue doing what I'm doing because I do love that. Yeah. And there were just like little things that I would kind of just like remind myself about food all the time because I realized that there were certain phrases and certain things that just really kind of stuck with me. Like I would constantly like tell myself and tell other people like your body knows how much food it needs. Like, Heck yeah. like your body knows when it's full, your body knows how much food it needs like on a day-to-day basis. It's, it knows when it's hungry. So listen to your body. Like, so I would kind of tell myself that over and over if I went out to eat, I would like kind of keep tabs on myself and be like, am I full? Am I full? And be like, am I hungry? Like, and I would just kind of like, just think about those things. And I would stop while I was eating and be like, does my body want more food? And if my body was just like, no, not really. Then I would stop eating and just kind of like, just thinking about things in those ways, um, just really helped me or, um, kind of telling myself too, that, I would kind of tell myself all calories are the same. All macros are the same types of things. I would say like a calorie is calorie. Like, so if I wanted like, if I wanted like a, like ice cream or something like that, like ice cream could take the place of a meal. That's not necessarily like what you would say to someone who is like, like getting ready for a competition or something like that. But for someone who thinks of food as like good and bad and stuff like that is like, this is a good food. This is a bad food. It's a good way to kind of like just be like, you know what? It's fine. I'll eat this. I'm full from this. I don't need any more food. This is fine. And that's what I would kind of tell myself is like all calories are equal. It's fine. You can eat this. It's not a big deal. Like, and that helped a lot. That helped a lot where I would like go out and get ice cream with my friends and I wouldn't feel like I had to eat something else when I came back home. I'd be like, you know what? I'm full. That was fine. And I would kind of just like leave it there and that helped me feel a lot better about going out to eat and like stuff like that too. Um, and then just one other thing that kind of really helped me was I would write words and stuff on like my like wrist or my hand that kind of just like helped me to take a step back if I was starting to get nervous or anxious about like what I was going to eat. Like I have a breathe tattoo on my wrist and that was because all the time when I would go out to eat, I would write breathe on my wrist and that just helped me feel like calmer when I would go out to eat. So then um, my friend and I, my friend that also was dealing with an eating disorder too, we got like matching tattoos. So, and that was because it was something that just helped us both kind of get through that. That's awesome. So two things that you touched based on uh, meditation. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that. I think that's really what changed my life to get me all the stuff that I was dealing with in war is spending that time myself and, and making sure I get some clarity that I'm, disconnected from everything one way or another. I mean, you can use music, you can, you know, just zone out with whatever it is. You don't have to sit there and hum and Indian style. Uh, If that's Mm -hmm. your thing, cool. Like, Mm -hmm. but I think meditation is one of those things that it just allows you to process your life without any interference, you know, and then really evaluate what's going on in your life. And, you know, I think it's really cool that you guys got matching tattoos. I didn't know yeah, that you yeah. had that. Yeah. And breathing is a huge thing too. And we really promote that. Obviously breathing, breathing affects training more than training affects your breathing mm-hmm. too. And being able to breathe in all posi- like conditions is really important in the sense of you're stressed. 
if you learn how to breathe, it can kind of just relax that system. And at the same time, if you're fighting with something, whether it's a family issue, whether it's an eating disorder, whatever it may be, if you just take that big deep breath, it does help. Mm-hmm. What doesn't help is someone when they tell you to breathe, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. Like, you like, need to breathe. to breathe. Like, I'm trying to breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. You know, like, don't tell me to breathe. Especially if you're yeah, arguing yeah. when someone tells you to calm down. Like, that's, that's the last thing someone should yeah. ever tell you is like, yeah. you need to calm down. Like, no. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I think a big thing too is, is I hate cheat. The, the word cheat meals to me is yeah. like our cheat day. Like, I think that people should just remove that out of their mm-hmm. vocabulary. It's not a cheat day. It's not a cheat meal. It's food you want to eat. It's not cheating anything. You're enjoying it. And I think what we try to promote is that think of it as less of a cheat and more of as a reward. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the week, you want to have an ice cream sundae. And I used to do this like the the few times that I would get ice cream when I was in the the desert. Like if you ended up back on base from a mission or something like that, they always had ice cream there. I mean, you can get it at like three o'clock in the morning. And yeah, I'd love to sit there and eat ice cream, but my job required me also to be very physically fit. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I said, Hey, if I make it through the week, as silly as it sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sundays, I'll have my ice cream Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was a reward. It was a reward for me surviving that week, but it was also something that I looked forward to and it gave me a goal and purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think especially in food, if we don't have that goal and purpose, it's kind of like what you're saying. You never had a goal of how much weight you're going to lose. Yeah. It was always more, 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 more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people's, that's how people dream is, is we always want more and more and more, but we never set that goal and those steps to get there. Yeah. You know, so removing that word cheat and just like you're saying, a calorie is a calorie. It doesn't matter whether it's coming from ice cream, from a steak, from a bag of Cheetos, a calorie is a calorie. And I think that's a very important for people to know and people to realize is that stop cheating yourself of a reward of hard work. Mm -hmm. Now, don't reward yourself every single day. Yeah, exactly. if, you're, if you're trying to like gain weight or whatever it yeah, is yeah. that you're trying to do nutrition wise, yeah. you can't have a reward every day. You have to have that discipline too, which you definitely have, mm-hmm. but definitely removing cheat out of that, out of that mindset in general. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing when lifting uh, and Olympic lifting or weightlifting, I should say, we remove the word fail. Mm-hmm. So when you do a clean or you're doing a snatch or something like that, or you're a jerk, my coach, uh, used to always tell me, don't say you failed that rep. You missed that rep, right? You missed it. And you change that mindset, those little tiny things that that instill into your brain that seem so minuscule. They feel like they don't have any power whatsoever, but you build up over time. And all of a sudden, no, I missed that rep. I can hit it rather than I failed. And it feels like a letdown, like you failed the test or you just, you just missed it. You know, Um, I think that is a huge difference of what's going on. Yeah. You know, so Going through like even to go through your eating disorder and now being having a healthier relationship with food, when did you start actually learning about what food does to you well, in the terms of, you know, what your body needs, fats, carbs, uh, proteins, uh, caloric intake? Did you ever have like information like that that changed your mindset of, about your eating disorder or, or was that not even in a play when you were going through the really hard times of it? Or when did you start kind of paying attention to that? Um, so, I mean, I kind of started to learn like, like what a macro was and stuff like that in college and some of my classes. But um, I went to, I started, I worked with like a personal trainer at one point and they did like a body fat analysis when I was there. And I think I was eating, like, I'm not going to say how much I was eating, but I was definitely like not eating a lot. And um, they did the body fat anal- analysis and they were like, you could actually eat like this much and build muscle, but not gain a ton of like, like body fat with it. And, um, they were like, this would be like a good amount for you to eat. And it's probably like, like, like four, 500 calories more than what I was eating. And I was like, and I was like, oh my God, wow. I was like, maybe I'll just like, I'll try that. And they like kind of showed me how to track my food and stuff like that. Um, which like tracking food can be a good thing. I've like, I have mixed, mixed like views about like tracking food. I think it's good in some, like some occasions and sometimes it's just not good. It depends on your mindset with it. Um, but I, so they showed me how to kind of like track my food and, um, they kind of went through a little bit more detail about like macros and like what I kind of want to have, like before a workout, after a workout and how much I could actually eat like during the day. And that kind of taught me a little bit more, um, about 
how much energy like my body actually needed and how much I was utilizing like when I would work out. So I kind of played around with it and I started eating a little bit more. I started eating a little bit more and I started actually putting on muscle and I was like, oh my God, wait, this is kind of cool. And so that's when I started to kind of feel better um, about eating, eating a little bit more and kind of like getting a little bit like more relaxed with it and stuff. Um, but that's when I kind of learned more about like the actual like nutrition part of it, not just like, like you can't eat like these foods. It was like these macros and stuff are actually good around this time. And there's actually a purpose for eating carbs. There's a purpose for fat. There's a purpose for protein where before I didn't think of it as like food had a purpose. It was just making me gain weight. That's really good. So and in general, too, the education of what food is actually doing to your body and, and realizing it, educating of rather than thinking that all food is bad, mm-hmm. you know, understanding how it interacts with our brain function or how it interact, interacts with our energy levels uh, and just obviously muscle growth or muscle mm-hmm. sustainment, too, is definitely an important thing. And you touch base on food tracking, which I think is really, really good to dive into you. Now there's millions of ways to track food and, you know, you know, you can do calories, you can track macros, you can do macros and calories, you can do portion sizes, uh, you know, the list goes on and on of different ways to handle that. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for many of the people who out there, you know, who do have eating disorders or don't, or, or just lack the knowledge of, you know, nutrition and tracking of food, what are some methods? Cause I know we, we deal with it and, and you know, you see it with, we have tons of clients here who are like, I, I can't count calories. And then there's ones like I have to count calories. Mm-hmm. Some are like, I need a full meal plan of everything that's listed out. Then people are like, I can't do numbers. Uh, what are some different options that people have, especially when they have it like, you know, going through an eating disorder or nutrition in general, uh, different ways that they could help just paying attention to the way they're eating and anything like that or tracking their food um, so or not tracking. And then you're getting yeah, yeah, one yeah. or the other. So um, I think like above all, like any type of like intuitive approach or like mindful eating approach is the best approach that you can have. Because when, um, when we're, when we're like born, when we're babies, we eat food when we stop, when we're full, like we eat when we're hungry, we stop when we're full and we kind of lose that as we get older. Um, so we kind of like lose that, like, intuitive like aspect to eating. So I think that is the best approach, like regardless of if you're trying to lose weight or put on like weight and stuff like that. I mean, I think that is probably the best thing you could do to kind of get more in tune with yourself. So just Um, kind of go off of how your body feels. Yeah. Go off how your body feels. Like, I mean, you can kind of like, if you have a little bit more knowledge about food, then you kind of know, like, kind of pay attention to like, I need protein at like this time. I need a little bit more protein. So I'm going to have this meal and have a little bit more like chicken or something with this meal. Um, but I think that's like probably just a good thing to just kind of know how to do is like, if just listen to your body. Um, but there's different apps and stuff like that. Obviously like, like our phones are like, there's a lot of stuff on there and you can get different apps. Like I know my fitness pal is a big one and but I also know that my fitness pal is notorious for fueling eating disorders too. So I'm kind of, I, that's what I use to track my food just because I like that I can put in the macros that I want and I can kind of track based on each meal and stuff. Um, but that's also something at one point that kind of fueled the eating disorder too. So um, I just have to be, I know with myself, very kind of mindful of what I'm thinking and what I'm doing when I'm tracking my food. Um, because I'll get almost like without even noticing it, get to a point where I start almost like just getting super restrictive and being and trying to track literally like to the T every single thing. And then if I eat off of it, I freak out. So I just have to kind of be aware of myself. And I know a lot of people that, um, will use that app and they kind of get so obsessed with it that they can't eat anything else. Um, and that's just like kind of the, just like the, the, the fine line between is it a good thing and is it a bad thing? You just have to be aware of where you are with that. Um, there is an app that I actually used when I went to, I went to treatment um, for like four months. Um, I actually saw like a professional that kind of helped me um, actually like kind of process different things with my eating disorder. When I like, it's just helpful to talk to a professional about it that knows a little bit more about how to kind of, um, just like 
like work through it. Um, but it was an app called eat right now. I think, I believe that's what it was called. Um, but it had different videos and stuff that you could watch that kind of taught you about how, um, your brain changes with the way that you eat, because obviously if you develop different habits, like there's going to be different things that kind of go on in your brain too, that kind of fall in with that habit. Um, but that was another way that that was more of a mindful thing where it would have you like kind of list what you ate and then kind of rate how you felt during it. So that's a good way too to kind of track your food. Um, I know some people that write it down that literally just like hand write it down and stuff like that. People that keep notes in their phone. Um, but it kind of, you just have to play around with what works for you and what you think just like is mentally the best thing for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So getting back into like eating food again, what was the hard thing to, what was it? Was there like a specific foods that were hard to like implement, you know, in general, I'm guessing, you know, you start off, you said everything had to be like low fat or no carb yeah. or anything like that. And, and you trying to work your way to make your food work for you instead of you working for your food, mm-hmm. were there certain specific foods that you had that hard time of like adding back in to your diet? You know, and if there were, what are some helpful tips that people can use to try and overcome that that tough decision to say, hey, I can eat potatoes today or I'm guessing pasta or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are some things that people can do to help accept that it's okay to eat this food and, you know, kind of get back to a, to controlling the eating disorder rather than it controlling you or, or not even eating disorder, but nutrition in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So pasta was um, a really tough one for me to kind of implement back. There are times I'm still kind of just like pasta will almost like make me nervous about if I'm going to eat it. Um, but something that kind of just like, just goes around that food. Um, what kind of has helped me be more okay with like that specific food is all like, I'll look at like what the actual portion size is. And because a lot of people just like kind of like dumping their pasta into a bowl and they just dump a bunch of it in there. And then they're like, Oh my God, I'm eating too many carbs. But if you look at like one, the time that you're going to be eating it, um, like if you're having it like after a workout, like that is probably the best time to have your pasta or before a workout is the best time to have your pasta. Like just because you need the carbs. If you think this food is actually like, it has purpose right now. It's doing something good for me because it's going to help me with this. It's going to help me do better in my workout or it's going to help me, my muscles recover and stuff like that. Then you almost think about the food as you think about the food being a good thing, which it is. Um, like you're thinking this food has a job and right now it is to give me energy for this, or it's to help me recover from this. And then you feel better about having that many carbs, carbs at that meal. Because then it's not like, like an, oh my God, why am I eating this? It's going to make me like gain weight or this is like, this is a bad thing for me to eat. You're thinking about the purpose that the food serves and you're kind of letting the food serve the purpose. So that's like kind of how I think about like things like pasta and stuff like that, or like those like high carb foods that I wouldn't eat, like potatoes I wouldn't eat. Um, But that's kind of how I think about those things. I know we like dived a lot into like eating disorders and it obviously is a big part of nutrition, but for people who have, you know, no clue with, you know, nutrition in general, I mean, a lot of these tips are helping them, but for those people who just can't put food in or those people who have that, you know, just eat an excessive amount of food, you know, on a day-to-day basis, um, it could be very hard on trying to get started, right? Like whether it started coming, you know, just to start to gain control of that or, dial in your nutrition to at a higher level, you know, what, what is, what is like one thing that they can do? What is the first step they can do? Whether it's educate, whether it's, you know, something that they eat or something that they do, what is one step someone can do legitimately like right now today to help them start a path of trying to find that food is not bad. Carbs are not bad. Fat is not bad. Proteins are not bad. They're, they're required for a body and they're utilized when they need to be, you know what I'm saying? Is there anything that someone can do to kind of like start that, start that journey to, to learning about nutrition or starting that healthy lifestyle? Um, so I think educating yourself is super important because the more, you know, the more you're going to be able to kind of like utilize that information to be able to help yourself. 
Um, like the more, you know, about like your macros and stuff like that, the more, you know, about like the purpose that like carbs, fat, protein kind of serves, then it, that, that will help you kind of just like one, just, just feel better about eating more, or it'll just help you kind of just focus a little bit more. If you're like, if your goal is to like lose weight, it'll help you kind of focus a little bit more like this is good for my body. Um, but I think the, the big thing though, is someone has to want to change to make any change. So you can educate yourself as much as you want, but if you're doing it kind of just not, but you're just, you're doing it just to do it, but you don't actually want to change and you're never going to make the change. Um, but I, I think, I think that's, that's the big, the biggest thing that someone can like have happen to them or do to be able to make that change. Once you, you say like, I want to make this change, you're going to do what you can to make that change. Like if you say like, I don't like how I feel, I'm like eating too much. Like I I'm eating, I'm overeating or I'm binge eating and this, I, I don't feel good. I don't like this. I'm going to change this. I'm going to learn about how to eat better. I'm going to learn about nutrition or macros and stuff like that. Then you'll be able to utilize that information a lot more opposed to if you're just learning about it. Cause you kind of feel like you have to, but you don't really want to change. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So, I mean, it's the difference between, you know, a dream and a goal, right? Yeah. Like, so a dream is something that we always want to do. Like, you know, you have a dream. I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. Cool. It sounds great, but you spend your years just thinking about being an astronaut. You never actually try to learn the steps of what it takes you know, you don't, you don't, but the second that you say, Hey, this is a goal. I want to become an astronaut. Mm -hmm. All right. And then you start going, what is my first step? You know, what is the very first thing that I need to do? Cool. I need to have a degree and whatever it is, astrophysicist, mm -hmm. you know, physics, get, yeah, yeah. Get, go through a physics class, you know, mm -hmm. take that very first step of science class, chemistry, mm -hmm. go through a science class, right? Now you're already one step closer to becoming an astronaut. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. So we could dream about losing weight. We could dream about putting muscle on. We could dream about, you know, getting control of an eating disorder. But it isn't until we start taking that goal, and that's kind of what I was reaching at, until we actually make it a goal that this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And that first step is you're, you're saying is educate yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Educate. And, you know, I know a really good place that they get some education. They get some education here across the yeah, rider. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they'd be, uh, you'd be more than willing to sit down with anyone and yeah. talk, talk food about, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got many options for doing that. You know, we uh, occasionally host monthly seminars for nutrition in general. Um, and we just have a lot of knowledge here too, you know, and Nadine is is definitely a person who has changed her body and gained control over the way, you know, that food affects her. And it's, you know, like I said, people can't argue that you're in absolutely incredible shape at the same time you still deal with the eating disorder and you'll control it rather than it controls you. Mm -hmm. And I think just like anything else, we have those slippery slopes. We have those downfalls. We have those setbacks. We have those bumps in the road that, you know, not every day is a day that you're going to wake up happy and smiling and saying, yay, today uh, yeah, yeah. I want to win at nutrition. Some days nutrition wins, right? Someday yeah. food wins. Mm -hmm. And it's about, focusing on that goal and focusing what is my purpose and what am I really doing? It's okay. You know, if it was that easy all the time, then everyone would be doing it. Everyone would be fit, right? If nutrition was that easy, everyone would be fit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me in general, I think what I always flipped out about is I'm, you know, you say you're a perfectionist and, and I, I feel like I have a tendency of that too, that when I'm giving a plan and it tells me that I need eight ounces of meat at every meal, five days. Like I can't have 8.1 ounces. Yeah. I can't have seven point, you know, one, five ounces. I have to have eight ounces on the tea. And if I don't get those eight ounces, I might as well just throw the entire system yeah. out the window because it, it, my body will not happen. It won't get the results that I want unless I eat this to a tea. And I think that's for me, a big thing for me is that it's okay. If you're off a little bit here and there on that goal, it's okay. It's more about that consistency then it is exactly about what you're putting in your body. Yeah. And like you were saying before, calorie is a calorie, right? Mm -hmm. So can I still lose weight eating ice cream? Like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. you can, you know, you can eat pizza and lose weight. You just, you know, change your food throughout the earlier part of the day or the end of the day or the next day, you just work with it and, and make sure that you enjoy the food that you want. I mean, yeah. 
you've got some pretty awesome food pictures. And I even remember years ago on your Instagram too, and it might've been when you had your college pictures still up there. I look at these meals that you make and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm like salivating yeah, at the yeah. mouth of how good they look. And you know, pretty much all of them are healthy. And um, nowadays it's, it's good to see that you have that comfy relationship that you could look at a chocolate chip cookie and it's not like, oh dear God, go away from me. I can't stand that. It's, hey, I'm going to eat a donut today. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff like that. And, and I think a lot of people need to just realize that, you know, Nadine is definitely here to help. She's got tons of knowledge and she has a lot of experience. And especially for a lot of people who are quiet about eating disorders, you know, reach out to CrossFit Hider and uh, Nadine will definitely help you, you know. Well, thank you, Nadine, so much for coming out. Is there anything else you want to say to our listeners out there? on whether it's on food, whether it's on nutrition, whether it's on mindset, setbacks, anything else? Um, I think just like the important thing to remember is that recovery is never like a linear process. Recovery like from an eating disorder, changing your mindset, just like developing habits, like good habits and stuff like that, or changing bad habits is never going to be a linear process. So there are going to be times when you kind of slip up. Like I like feel I'm like, I'm like proud of myself for definitely getting my relationship with food and myself like a lot better, but there are definitely days that I will like slip up with it. And it's more just kind of understanding that like these things happen, kind of being okay with it and just being able to move on from that and saying like, you know what that happened? I can't do anything about it. I'm going to move on and I'm going to be better. and I'm going to be good to myself type of Thing. So I think like it's important just to know that it's never going to be perfect. Like it's never going to be totally like uphill. You are going to go up and down over and over and over again. Um, but being okay with that and telling yourself that it's okay. I think that's an important thing to remember. I think anything. I think that there's not a more important thing than nutrition to deal with that because mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest thing that people have a time with. It's not going to the gym. It's not getting the work done. It's nutrition. Yeah. You know, I think that is the best lesson, Nadine. Thank you. Well, thanks again for coming out. And uh, obviously, we hope to hear from you guys. Feel free feel free to reach out to Nadine at Nadine, N-A-D-I-N-E, at CrossFitHire.com. Or head over to CrossFitHire.com, and you can kind of book your first step consult with us, and we'll help you out. And we'll hear from you guys next week. Take care.